All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. Welcome back to The Big MIG. I'm your host, Lance Miliacho. That's my co-host, George Valentin. George, how are you doing, brother? What's up, Lance? I'm doing well. Doing well. Doing a lot. Uh, last minute things here on the on the computer. No, I know. Last minute hustle always. We have a, obviously we have a great and very special guest tonight. Uh, but George, I think we got to give a shout out to the Dilly Meme Crew first, don't we? Don't you have some names to name off there and thank them for letting us oh use God. their meme as part of the intro? You know what? You have um. Oh my. What are their names? I can't remember. Just the, 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 well, it's Dilly Meme. Why look for them while we're Dilly talking? You crew. can find. You got the Dilly Meme Crew, but then you got the. Um, what do they call themselves? Not the pod fellas, the um, meme You got fellas. Ramble Rants. Ramble Rants, Meme Fellas, um, Machiavelli, Hugh White, uh, C3P Memes was in on that meme. I think somebody else. I'll get the names. I'll look for it. But I love that go, meme the min- minute I saw the it. Dilly Great 300. Meme. Yeah. So listen, kind of a somber show, but a big show. Uh, you know, we're we're joined, and by the way, he likes to go by TK. We're joined by TK Johnson, uh, the Capitol Police, former Capitol Police lieutenant. Uh, obviously, there's lots of questions. J six is one of those moments in in history, and it's going to be for a long, long time, where people are still questioning what actually happened. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I, we, we were inundated with questions. I put them into Notion, George. I don't know if we'll get to all of them or not, but it's a big deal. Uh, people are concerned. You know, obviously, one of, the, one of the terms I coined the day of J6 was the Fed's surrection because I'd gotten some inside information as well as had George that there were lots of uh, infiltrators in the crowd, lots of federal agents that were in disguise, lots of questions um so hopefully we're going to clear some of that up tonight george thoughts before we bring on tk listen i'm excited to have um tk i believe he said his name it's um tariq is it how you say his name yeah tariq? he wants to go by tk it's Tarek. actually i was pronouncing it wrong you know my last name's miliacho so you can imagine tk is backstage you can imagine how bad that normally goes miliacho it's like mr muchacho Millie chacho i get all the different versions all right. uh, so anyway, I mean, George, listen, you want to bring T- him on? Let's go ahead and bring TK him on. TK is good with me. This is um, former lieutenant of the Capitol Police. Help us welcome Lieutenant TK. Here you he come. TK Johnson. I was going to say, don't get scared now. I know you can't nah, say it. TK, bro, TK. <laughs> he was stuttering there. George, were you uneasy about that? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, mean, I was trying yeah. to get a shot he in, dude. Actually- I was Hey, look, I was getting was a shot on. Before he, he yeah. Before he <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, he's from New Jersey. In New York, we don't tremble. You know, I'm from Ford Road in the Bronx. Yeah, originally, right. so there's not much trembling. I've, I've already been through there, done it. I've lived on both sides of the aisle. 
you know, I'm, I consider myself a white hat now, but I wasn't always the guy I am now. It took me a long time to get here, but by the grace of God, I'm here. Tip of the spear. You know, for us, one of our sayings here on the show, TK, is if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. And I want to say something to you before we start the show. Uh, courage is a is in short supply nowadays uh you know i worked as a private agency contractor and we would often in live fire events around the world would uh people that you thought were going to show courage would would not show courage when when need be uh, they talked the talk but they didn't walk the walk and i want to first of all say that i want to congratulate you that you have um, and, and I know probably by God's guidance, but you have stepped to the plate in a big way because uh, you've put your reputation on the line. You know, you put your safety on the line. I know you've been being attacked. You know, often, uh, George and myself, we get regular rounds of death threats as we expose things. We're kind of used to them at this point, but I know you're relatively new to this exposure game. And I just want to say, first of all, and I want to thank you for everything that you're doing for the community I love one of the things you stand for, and that's one of the things we stand for in the Big MIG, is unification. I don't believe in a divisional United States. I don't believe in racism. I don't believe in religious uh, you know, uh, uh, segregation. I just don't believe in anything that divides. As far as I'm concerned, it's we the people, and that's us versus government. That's the way it's supposed to be, because it's supposed to be government for the people, by the people. It's not. But you have really stepped to the plate, man, and I just want to tell you thank you. I know you didn't get an award for J6. I know they didn't give it to you when you deserved one. You didn't get the one? truth is, uh, yeah, it, they gave him to a lot of people, a lot of the officers after the event, George, but they refused to give him one because of the, the suspension. But here's the deal. I just want to thank you, made you, a man. big, mega award. I don't know how many people have thanked you for what you're doing, but it's a big deal what you're doing. Yeah, actually, they did. Went, they went back and they changed course, and then I got an email, and uh, and it, I was told that I was going to be awarded. The oh, so well, that's good news. Yes. Yeah, I looked at the press. Uh -huh. There was all kinds of stuff where you'd been talking about how they had refused it, so I'm happy you got that. But the biggest award is from the people of the United States and, and the courage you're showing, which uh, not easy, man. We get attacked constantly, so I know, I can imagine what you're going through. Yeah, it's rough. Um, um, I'm kind of used to it now it was um definitely an eye-opening experience um everything that i went through but it has made me a better person and um one thing i take with me is that i have a lot of lessons that i can pass on to my daughter so i don't regret any anything that i did every single thing that i did i would do all over again man well I got to tell you, I think the people of America appreciate you more than you know. Uh, you give people hope. And hope is also in short supply at this time, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so listen, you know, I, ju I just want to point out a couple things to the, the, the our listeners just so they know. So, you know, you were, uh, my understanding, and you can correct me, let, let me just say this, you were years, 22 years, is that correct, working for the Capitol Police? 23 and a half. 23 and a half, yeah, I saw 23 and a half years. years. And then... Obviously, the suspension came and you made the decision to, and I want to get this timeline right. You got the, you were suspended because of the MAGA hat and we'll get into that. And then, which by the way, I thought was genius on your part. I believe that would have de-escalated the crowd. So I thought that was genius on your part when you, when you put that on, but you got suspended and then you, how long was it before you decided to resign when they suspended you? I got suspended on January the 9th of 2021. And I got approved to come back 
June 26, 2022. So I was out for 17 months. And I knew that when I, I came back because I had to serve a 15-day unpaid suspension. And the way they do it with the Capitol Police is that I knew I was leaving the department. But I had to come back to serve my unpaid suspension because if I, had I not done that and just left, I wouldn't have been awarded my good standing card and my good standing letter. And you want to leave in good standing if you were going to leave because you have to, like if you decide, if I decided I wanted to go to another federal law enforcement agency, I want to be able to give them that documentation to say I left in good standing. And I did get that good standing card and letter. So I was in the process of getting another job. So I just basically, I was on leave until after I served my 15 day suspension, I took sick leave and um, cause my wife was going, I was had a couple of issues. So, and my wife was going through a couple of issues and I used some of my vacation time and that pushed me out till September the 23rd. And I was able to leave the Capitol Police and I went to another federal agency. Gotcha. Well, congratulations on getting through that. I'm sure that wasn't an easy moment. Uh, you know, so, and is there anything you want to add to this beginning timeline? Because obviously the, this story kind of has a, a past, present, and future. This is the past right now we're talking about just Lance, leading up to where let, January let 6th occurs. George, go I'll ahead. Add some. So first, um, TK, thank you for your service and what everything you're doing for stepping up. A lot of people um, need to do, do what you're doing, but um, I just want to shout out to um, all our um, listeners out there. You know, TK has been taking um, hard hits. With from the media through coming up money for lawyers. He's got um Kinsey Jones the third, unbeknownst to him, did a GoFundMe for him. The GoFundMe is Tariq Johnson. You'll see it. You know, if you can, please donate it's to him. TK him Johnson, I think give send go.com. Is that the right one? TK? Yeah. It's, yes, it's um, on his. I think it's, it's on his TK Johnson, but it's right under my profile on Twitter. Yeah. So, you know, I have um, it right there. Yeah, I, I didn't right even know you guys want to do that, but, thank, but thanks a lot. Um, yes, I have taken some financial hits, but again, at the end of the day, um, what was more important to me is getting the truth out. Money was second, was a distant second to me. Yeah, uh, you know, but but to, to, to cushion the blow, we like to ask our listeners and everybody else to help. If you guys can share that, give, send, go, and that is givesendgo.com forward slash TK Johnson. Uh, and you can find it on France. his profile. If you're not already following TK, please go over there and follow him. If you can give something to his give, send, go, whatever you can do, it'd be great. It cushions the blow for that time he had off where he had to dip into savings. He's defending America. He's defending truth. He's one of us, and he is. his main message is unifying America. He's not a divisional guy. He's obviously a God-fearing guy you can easily see from his profile. So let's get behind him and do what we can to help. George, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. So if you look on DK's um, video right now where it has his name and his little picture right there, and underneath that is his give, give, give send, go. I have it right there. Put it on his um, little lower one-third there. So... There you go. So anybody that. needs to see like, um, it. Wasn't expecting you guys to do that, but I absolutely appreciate it. Well, we, we want to, you know, we, uh, you know, at the, at, at the big MIG at our show, our thing is about trying to create this 
powerful, unified United States and try to get us back to where we were supposed to be. You know, the founders and framers had a plan for us. It was a grand experiment. They spent a lot of time crafting our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our Declaration of Independence. And we want to get back to that. I think we've gotten too too far along the road of super PACs and lobbyists and book deals and corruption, you know, with the bankers and just there's so much involved. We're lucky enough that we're pretty well tied in one way or away from Trump. So we hear a lot of the stuff that a lot of people other don't have. We can't always share what we hear. So that's part of it. George, you have yeah. something to say. I can tell by the way you're holding, you're ready to uh, pounce. No, no, it's all right. But yeah, two things. First, let me start with TK again. TK, with me, expect the unexpected. So those comments earlier, eh, you never know. But anyway, so <laughs> Lance, we got here. Uh, Grandma Patty with $5 donation. Thank you, love. Boston J, $5. We have a UK patriot with a $50 donation. Annie Cat 10. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Wow, thank you very and, much. And $20 donation from Rat Dog. Thank you, love. All right. So listen, let's get right into this because we've got just a ton of questions. But so, George, you want to throw up Media One? It's just it's just this isn't anything. It's just a shot of J6 to show at the point the barricades start getting pushed down. And I think this is actually the one where Ray Epps is involved at this particular image. I think it's kind of preliminary to the pop smoke. There's lots of questions. So. CK, let me ask you this. So there's a timeline. You know, we have the timeline of where 7.30 a.m., the Meadows text Jim Jordan, Ohio, and they're pushing for, the, you know, Pence to do what he is. What's the up to, leading up to J6, the weeks before, how much preparation was occurring? What kind of stuff was going on behind the scenes with the Capitol Police? What were you hearing? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm most wondering about, was there direct communication from the top down, meaning Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, uh, uh, Adam Schiff, what kind of stuff was getting fed down and what were you guys being told as far as preparation for the event? Now, Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi, um, they were not in my chain of command. So I would not okay. have been expecting anything from them. I would have been expecting things from my boss. He would have been expecting things from his boss and so forth up to the chief of police. And uh, from what we heard, for the most part, the January 6th event was was not going to be anything other than any MAGA rally that, that we've had prior. So um, there was going to be no special provisions for it. Uh, I was actually supposed to be off that day. And, <laughs> yeah, I was. it was actually my telework. Damn. And I got a I got an email, so I got screwed. Yeah, so um, I got an email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got really that, screwed. Oh, yeah, yeah, that day coming <laughs> in, and it's funny because had I called in sick that day, I would still be at the Capitol Police right now if I called in sick. And I was wow. going to call in sick that day, but I'm glad I didn't because I do believe that uh, I made a difference on that day. So I'm glad I I went. But um, I got an email from my boss basically saying that. All I had to do was come in. I was going to be inside. I didn't even have to go outside. So I figured it was going to be an easy day. Um, come come to work that morning. I didn't. We didn't have a briefing. It was basically wow. it, was, it was supposed to be a nothing day. Had no idea anything was going to happen. Um, obviously, we know now that there was intel um, giving to um, my commander, who had been at the time Yogananda Pittman. She was um, mm. the assistant chief of police. But she was the chief of intelligence over the IICD unit at the Capitol Police. And um, she had intel that we now know. And she decided mm -hmm. that she wasn't going to give it to Chief Sun or Chad Thomas so it could filter its way down to us. But, yes, the intelligence was there that January 6th was going to happen. 
and that we needed to have more support. Yogananda Pittman just made a decision or whether she forgot. I guess we'll find out at some point, and she decided not to give it to Chief Son or Chad Thomas. So you Chad think? Thomas, yeah, I'm sorry. Chad do, do you have Thomas, any? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Chad Thomas, uh, he was another assistant chief of police there as well. Um, we have two chief of police. He was in charge of the operations bureau, and Pittman was in charge of the intel bureau. And Chief Stephen Son was in charge of them both. Gotcha. Do you? So do you think? Did you get any sense? Any time after or during that time that you think that they didn't give the information, uh, they didn't provide it to go down the chain of command, would you think it was intentional or do you're just not sure at this point? Uh, at this point, um, we all have our opinions. Um, it was either, um, I would say, gross incompetence to the highest level or it was purpose. She did it on purpose. Yeah, so it was one of the two. It was, you know, uh, you know, it's funny, had somebody like, had you had my phone number, had we been friends prior to this and you called me, I would have said, hey, you guys need to, you need to really be ready, not because necessarily somebody's going to cause violence, but you guys need to be ready and you need to not agitate the crowd because I think people are prepared for violence if it goes down that road. And I think part of the agitation of the crowd, if I could have given any advice, would have said, you know, they, I don't know, I don't know if the flashbangs and the pepper spray and the, you know, the, uh, you know, the, I don't know if that's what triggered it. I don't know if it started to trigger before because obviously you were there. Um, but man, yeah, when Trump, uh, you know, the, my understanding is there was lots of communication where Trump had told him to get 10,000 National Guard to assist with security. Did you hear anything about the National Guard prior to that? No. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. So you just thought it was going to be another day. You're going to go down there and walk around and yeah, and it was going to be and light. Not even walk around because my job on that day, I was a routine operations commander, basically inside of the Capitol mm -hmm. in charge of security for the building inside doing the counting of the electoral votes. That was my job. So I had no position, no job, no responsibilities outside that day at all. And this, this rally was going to be so small, basically not small in the sense that we weren't expecting any violence because we would have had briefings on that. We would have been told about that. We would have had right. tabletop exercises to prepare if we were, mm -hmm. um, if the fence line was broke, we would have discussed things. And no, we had no preparation for this at all. Um, and prior to that, though, I know Chief Sun had um, tried to get the National Guard there just to have that presence there. But the he was advised from um, Paul Irving, who was the House Sergeant at Arms, that the intelligence didn't support having the National Guard there. So he <laughs> tried his best. He couldn't get it. Now, there was an intel report. That intel report, you may have heard it. I've said it many times, 21 TD-159. And it basically led out, led out what was going to occur on January 6th. Um, Yogananda Pittman was the only person, she was the top person to have that in the IICD. She needed to give it to, at the very least, two people she needed to give it to. Um, one was Chief Sun and Chad Thomas. She didn't give it to either one. Chad Thomas, his position would have been to prepare the officers for what they were going to be facing, to make sure that we had uh, proper CDU gear, that it was staged in the right location. We would have conducted tabletops to prepare for that. But he couldn't prepare for something he had no idea was coming. The only person that knew it at the top would have been former assistant chief 
Yogananda Pittman, who is now at California Berkeley, enjoying a salary as their police chief, making approximately $280,000 a year on top of her pension that she's getting from the Capitol Police. Wow. Okay, can I, um, question. You said that your the intelligence report, report they received did not support calling the National Guard. Is that, that correct what you just said? No, the report that Pittman had did support the National Guard. She just didn't give that report to Chief Sun. Okay. But, all right, did, good. Did Pittman Thanks have any up. relationship that you know of? Like we see some, we see some videos and stuff where we see Nancy Pelosi inter interacting with different high level uh, Capitol Police, hugging them, and all sorts of things. Did Pittman have any kind of relationship with any of the higher ups or anybody in Congress, like you know Pelosi, Schiff, you know um, McCarthy, anybody, McConnell, anybody there? I heard, and I can tell you what I heard, and I don't know this for a fact, but I heard mm -hmm. that. She is really close to the Congressional Black Caucus and Nancy Pelosi. That's what I was told. Gotcha. Well, that would make sense. It would make sense because there was a video that circulated where Nancy Pelosi was raving about the the operation that Adam Schiff had put together for J6. Well, so we'll get into some of that stuff. But that was one ways. thing that circulated. So it doesn't surprise me that she has a relationship with Pelosi. And it wouldn't surprise me that she got a very cushy. So Pittman is now, where is she working? I'm sorry, can you repeat where she's working now? She's the police chief for the University of California, Berkeley. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so really, really uh Heavy relationship, California, Berkeley with DARPA, very tied in with the government, lots of CIA uh, hires come straight out of Berkeley. So it would make sense that that was probably a recommendation made from the higher ups, get her into a new position, get her off site and get her a nice cushy paycheck for her work. That would be my take on it. Again, that's speculation on my part, but often here on the Big Mig, our speculation is based on other things that we've heard. Mm -hmm. So you, it often comes uh, comes out to be a fact, not a conspiracy theory. So, mm -hmm. so the first time they seemed to, when was the first moment you think? Because I know around ten o'clock, because I've got a timeline I put together here. Around ten o'clock. Uh, the chief of staff, Tony Arnaro, informs Trump that authorities at the Ellipse have identified that some people have weapons on them, that they're carrying weapons, you know, not necessarily the loaded. And I think if there's some kind of interaction with Trump where he says, well, take away the magazines. You know, it's a two way right as long as they're not criminals. The point is, when's the first time uh, the police start to recognize that things aren't right? You mean the magnetometers? He took away. I mean, he wanted the magnetometers to be taken. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So can I ask you a question? What's the, uh, yeah, what did I say, Mag? Well, he, I thought it was magnetic, but it was the magnetometers he wanted to take. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. So I got that wrong. So when was the first time you guys recognized, you know, was it nine o'clock, 10 o'clock? You're like, oh man, this is going to be completely different than described. We didn't know until they started to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue towards the Capitol and the fence line got broken and I heard officers calling for help on the radio and that made me come outside and I saw when I walked outside on the west front I saw a sea of people and the fence line had already been broken by the time I got outside and the fence line at the west front it was um it was on first street and it crossing that crossing that fence line is an automatic arrest and you had Mm. 30 or 40,000 people. Obviously, you know, those arrests aren't going to happen. So 
that's when I knew that this was, wasn't going to be like another rally when I saw the fence line come down and all those people were outside. Now, let me ask you, there was, there's, there's been a lot of discussions, and I don't know if you saw any of this or not. You know, we've, there's, there's been some facial recognition done. There's been some communication, some videos. Obviously, we don't have all the video because they won't release it all, but there's lots of videos where they've been pieced together by people from all over the country, some real experts, uh, that, that, the, that there were many, many federal agents within the crowd. They've been identified and they were using smoke to communicate. Did you get any sense of that? Because one of the things that they talk about on a lot of these fence lines is that the, the people at the front of the fence lines have been identified as being federal agents. And in fact, a lot of the agents were wearing red wristbands. Any of that, any of that, anything you even know anything about or noticed or saw caught anything like that? Well, I didn't for a big event, even at the ellipse, whether it would be on Department of Interior, the Capitol Police, whatever, they would more than likely have people in the crowds just to monitor people. So that's not, wasn't out of, um, I would say, I was that didn't shock me that they had people in the crowd. Not uncommon. Uh, what shocked me was, you know, like, you know, if what I heard, and I haven't had anything confirmed, you know, as far as if any of those federal agents tried to incite people to riot. So that would be so for yeah. me, my position, my concern wouldn't be that they were agents in the crowd as long as they didn't do anything that was or could be considered nefarious. That would be my only issue. Yeah. Well, there are some instances that have been reported again from individuals who are identified. There were some DEA agents, some FBI agents, and they were agitating the crowd, telling them to go. We still don't know, obviously, what where Ray Epps fits into the picture. They've done a good job of hiding it. Can I ask you, did the, and this would seem like common sense to me because you were right in the mix, did the J6 committee ever request you come in to testify? No, I'm still waiting. You, you were never contacted by the J6 committee? No, unfortunately not. Would you consider that unusual in it a situation like this? Chief Sun was the was the chief of the Capitol Police, and he didn't testify for the J6 committee as well. Did they? And they haven't communicated with him in any manner. No. Interesting. Yeah. So Chief Sun, we so know we know what his position is to another your, courageous opinion, guy. In your opinion, TK, why why were those certain three officers brought in to testify J6? I believe Yogananda Pittman picked who she wanted to testify, and she chose those. All right. Lance, so when we're talking about Pete them busting down the gates, you're talking about at least an hour before Trump even spoke, they were there agitating. They're, you know, that's on video where you see people already agitating, moving and breaking down the barricades. It wasn't fully packed at, the, at that time. There's maybe, it looked like a few hundred people. Well, some of the early videos I saw, one of the things, obviously, for military, if you know a lot about pop smoke, there seemed to be... They seem to be using that to communicate because they were at long distances. There was a couple instances where I saw colored smoke being used, which would be kind of unlikely for colored smoke to be used by, you know, the uh, the people that were attending J6, the, the, yeah. the peaceful protesters and uh, whatever the non-peaceful. It would be unlikely for them to do that. Some of those same individuals were seen communicating with Ray Epps when we saw the video. So it obviously becomes pretty used. I mean, the first, let's, George, the first tweet them, we get... 
where Trump is starting to communicate with the crowd is media too. We can throw that up. But, yeah. you know, George, it's a good question. I don't know what to tell you on that other than this. No, it seemed I like don't. at that point when I looked through the videos that I saw, they had started to kind of agitate the crowd with some, you know, uh, some, uh, you know, tear gas and some, uh, you know, bean bags and some other stuff was getting fired in the crowd. And I, I, I can't tell you because the, some of the shots we've got, we don't have complete pictures. So you can't see was somebody attacking a police officer? Was it, was there justification for the use of those? Or were they told by somebody to start firing stuff into the crowds? Were they told to do that, which would obviously potentially elicit you know, an aggressive and an attack, well, you know, uh, movement by the people down there. I know I uh, would. If I got beanbagged or tear gas, uh, it would probably trigger <laughs> the not good part of me to come out. So I don't know. So, but unless, of course, I deserved it if I was doing something that I thought, well, I guess I deserved that. George, go ahead. You have a question. Yeah. So, TK, I mean, we brought this name up a few times. It's been brought up many times. What is your take on Ray Epps? I think he's Actually, a horrible individual. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Uh, I can't even watch. Um, whenever I see him yelling for people to go into the cat, I can't even watch anymore. Uh, he's just a horrible man to me. Is he is he uh, undercover fed or or? I have no know? idea. I just think he's a horrible human being. Okay, well said. Yeah, I, got his own, I, I agree his with own, you. You know, Tiffany. Yeah, you Epps, know, if he go ahead, George. Tiffany Epps. So she, um, I started dialogue. She actually reached out to me this morning. I didn't see it. So I don't know if she's watching this right now, but, you know, I've extended her an invitation also to come when she wants to come on and tell her story because that's her, I don't know if it's her real father or stepfather. But yeah, we'd love like to have her on. We'd love to have Chief Sun on. Hopefully at some point we'll get him on. Yeah. George, throw up media too because this is the few first communication by Trump. So. So he's not really taking a position at this point. Those are the, the, the later tweets are where he starts to push back. Uh so tell me from when the, when the, when you start to go down to assist your other officers, what kind of, I mean, what kind of a scene is it? What do you start to notice? And post of that, now that you have a chance to look back, was there anything that gave you the belief that there just some things just didn't make sense that you started to, you know, your, your spider senses started to go off? Oh, 100%. And that's why I called Senator Leahy on um, Sunday, the 9th of, uh, I'm sorry, Saturday, the 9th of January. And I got suspended within an hour after I made that call because I was trying to find a FBI agent that he trusted that I could speak to to tell him what I thought. So nothing on the ground. Um, I still feel the same way on the ground. Like I saw the violence and it was a lot of violence there. It, it was. Now, when I say a lot of violence, it's that I'm not saying that everybody there committed violence. It was just more people committing violence than the officers that were there. But it was still thousands of people that didn't. So. And I believe that um, I agree with the DOJ's assessment that the Capitol Police officers and the Metropolitan Police officers, their use of force was objectively reasonable under the circumstances. Um, but, I, but I do believe that if any officer um, was hurt, if, I, if, if any demonstrator was hurt that wasn't committing violence, that was accidentally shot or hit or hit with a rubber rubber um i guess bullet or baton or those yeah baton flashbang grenades i believe that they do deserve um civil damages but yogananda Pittman should be the person that should be sued because she put us all in that horrible situation she did this to us 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. So listen, I want everybody to stand by. We're going to take a break like we usually do, give everybody a chance. Uh, everybody stay tuned. We're going to be coming back here. We've got a lot of questions, uh, and I think there's going to be a lot more information coming out. We appreciate you guys all. Big Mig Mafia, we love you guys, all our listeners, subscribers. We Lance. love you guys. Uh, let's take that break, George. All right, before we go, I'm going to put this up for, um, this is Siberian Kitten's store. She's got new merch, T-shirts. Look at the mugshot, everybody. There's, um, you can get it at skgraphicdesigns.com. That's Siberian Kitten's store. Help the girl out. She's one of our uh, sponsors. You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results, backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented bill and combine it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, my pillow 2.0 has been a huge success. And now we're bringing you our best-selling go anywhere my pillows with the same temperature regulating technology. Made with my patented adjustable fill and brand new cooling fabric, they're truly the next generation of MyPillow. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save over 60% on our MyPillow 2.0 four-pack special. You'll get two MyPillows and two go-anywhere MyPillows, regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now. Back here, but I but I want you to go welcome into this. Back. So listen, Lance. oh go ahead, George, back. bring us back, back in. Well, yeah, welcome back, guys, to the Big Mig Show with Lance Miliacha, myself, George Valentine, and special guest T.K. Johnson, Lieutenant T.K. Johnson. So, Mr. former Johnson. lieutenant of the Capitol Police. Go ahead, George. Uh, once a cop, always a cop. When when they're good, yeah. cops, <laughs> when they're good cops, not the evil ones. So, a lot of questions arise and. 
you know, I ask people what questions they want to ask. So, and we were just talking about this on break. So one of them is, what is the rule of engagement of an armed, unarmed person? And then Lance, we were just talking about this. Why were the Capitol Police just standing in the stairs watching people break windows and, and then talking to people like they're friends? And I want, I want TK to make it clear. One of the things that I've always wondered, because I, you know, I, I, I really don't know what the rules are about the fence lines of the Capitol or any of the Capitol, because again, it's a building for the people, by the people. I didn't realize there were so many restrictions that you're actually an insurrectionist to be past a certain line. And it's the point that a lot of people didn't know about it, but I want you, to, I want TK to give you his version because obviously he knows exactly and I'm speculating. So TK, go ahead, tell us about the fences and then maybe answer some of the questions George just started with. Okay, so when you're coming from, when they were coming from the ellipse and they were coming to the Capitol, the fence line for the most part was already gone. So people wouldn't have known that they were in a restricted area. So when those people were on the West Front, they probably would had no idea that they were in an area that was restricted. So uh, if you don't know that you're, you know, that you've done something that's illegal, it's, um, you know, I can't necessarily put all the fault on them because they didn't know. So, um, but one of the things that I really want to do and what I've been doing on Twitter and what I've been trying to get the world to see is that we were all, because I was on the ground that, there that day, everybody on the ground there that day was put into a pressure cooker for this to occur. Mm -hmm. So at some point we have to stand down on each other and focus on the person that put us in this situation. And that's what I've been trying to do. And I believe that after we do that, the J6 narrative will change because right now, like I said, when we're on break, if you were a 77-year-old lady and you decided to walk into the Capitol and you walked out, when you go to court, you're not just a 77-year-old lady. You're an insurrectionist 77-year-old lady, and you should have <laughs> went to the Capitol. If you got arrested anywhere in D.C. on January 6th and somebody said, you got arrested on J6, you must be an insurrectionist. I wasn't even at the Capitol. I was just getting a bottle of water. Well, you were getting a bottle of water for one of the insurrectionists at the Capitol. That's what you were doing. So no matter what, yeah, if you got uh, arrested on January 6th, you are a certified insurrectionist. It didn't matter. And I promise you, you know, people woke up that morning and they had no idea that they were going to be insurrectionists by the time the day was <laughs> No, no. I think that's yeah. only the, the one older woman that was handing out cookies and sandwiches out of her bag. I don't think she went down with the plan to be an insurrection. I think she was trying to be a patriotic American. I think she had concerns about the election that many of us do. Yeah, for sure. And if the fences weren't there, how would you know any better? And I do believe, I do agree with you. If people like Pittman, and I believe we're going to talk about Munger too. Is that correct? Munger is in his name? Well, 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 he, well, maybe you can call him Munger, but um, his name is Manger. Manger. Yeah. Okay. Manger. Uh, yeah. I didn't have it right in front of me. So uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about him. I think oh, we no do question. have to put the blame on the individuals that are responsible, right? I mean, that's where it really has to fall because the people that showed up, I would have been at the back of the group. Had I been there, I almost went. And had I been there, I wouldn't have been at the very front. I would have, you know, just cruised in uh, walking up and would have kind of like been filming and George and I would have been doing interviews. It would have been that kind of a thing. Had the fences been down, I would have entered. And if the Capitol doors were open and the police were standing there and nobody was saying, you can't come in, you I would have thought it's no big deal. Let me get a couple of shots inside the rotund and then I'll, I'll head out. Not realizing at that point that I now have a handful of felonies getting ready to uh -huh. be sent downstream oh. to me. So we yeah. would have brought our and, press and this is one of the land. things I want to focus on too. And I'm trying to, I try to tell people that even if somebody ate part of the fence, they saw the sign that says do not <laughs> enter 
and that guy ate the fence and then he crossed the fence line. You know, that, you know, that's not a felony. You're not going to get a felony for that, you know. Um, but anyway, people committed crimes on January 6th. We know that they that certain things happen on January 6th. That's not the issue. We already know. We've seen the violence already. We've seen that multiple times. We, we don't have to get back into who committed what violence. The, the, the DOJ is going to handle all that, I promise. But let's talk about the people that put them in a situation. If Yogananda Pittman would have done her job before January 6th, we would have had adequate um, police personnel there. We would have had the National Guard stage there. And we would have had a, um, the Capitol would have been well defended. So people wouldn't have been in position to even get that far. And at the end of the day, people have to realize this, is that laws are put into place to protect people from themselves. That's what the police do. So we were supposed to protect the angry Trump supporters from themselves. And you do that by having a presence. You don't do it by understaffing the department and not preparing the department, not having the CDU officers with the proper gear. You don't do that to, you know, because at the end of the day, your government, if you did something wrong, you're going to have to pay for that. But your government can't make it worse for you on purpose. And that's what I believe occurred on before January 6th. And that's why 100%. people are going to be getting charged. If we would have had the adequate law enforcement personnel there with the National Guard, some people would have thought twice before they crossed the fence line. They would like, ah, oh, we see all these National Guard people here, and they probably would have just gone on back home. Now, you know, you had some people who were going to do it anyway. You know, so you can you can say that it would have been less people who would have gotten charged if Yogananda Pittman would have done her job. If you, you are yeah, supposed to, when you're a law enforcement agency and uh, agent that on the level of Yogananda Pittman and the responsibility she had, she doesn't, it's not that she can make decisions, well, I guess I'm going to do it. You have to do it. You have to ensure that your department is prepared for what is going to occur. You have to protect the people from themselves. And if you don't understand that, then you shouldn't be the chief at the Capitol Police or Cal Burke. That's a very good point. So, Lance, hold on a second. So let's, I want to take it a step backwards towards that. So Pittman, it's, you know, you, you call into effect her integrity. And I'm going to say this why, because the blame also goes on the FBI, the DOJ, and, and a lot of members of Congress, because it wouldn't surprise me if they put Pittman up to that, because you're telling me that somehow this was planned planned among them, especially with Pelosi. They, this was this was done to take the conservatives down, to make us look bad, and to once and for all try to get rid of us because they want total but, um, control. Now, this and is what you know, a lot of people don't know. Okay, for a January 6th to happen, you have to get the approval and consent from Yogananda Pittman. It's the only way it could happen. Why? Because she was the intel commander. She is the mm. alpha and Omega for all things intelligence. So Nancy Pelosi couldn't call her up and say, hey, Yogi. That's what everybody calls her, Yogi. Hey, I need you to do something. I need you to not give Chief Sun any of the intelligence that's coming out of Intel because we don't want him to get enough, um, I guess, information to support the need for the National Guard. So don't give it to him. Okay, no. She can't order Yogananda Pittman to do anything. Because Yogananda Pittman is not her supervisor. That's Chief Sun. So she can she could ask. So I can't blame Yo I can't blame Pelosi for that. 
So, but what if, let me ask you this, what if TK, what if there was a behind the scenes deal? I mean, look, pretty suspicious that she just rolls into Berkeley into this cushy job, uh, you know, right after this, don't you think? I mean, well, now I don't know what could have happened. She, uh, Nancy Pelosi could have been, you know, or, or through some, another party could have said, Hey, if January 6th goes bad, uh, we're going to fire chief son and we're going to make you the chief. But you probably will have to taper down the intel. But what I'm, what I'm trying to explain is that the only person that mm-hmm. could authorize a January 6th to happen is Yogananda Pittman. And she, but somebody could ask her. But I think that at the end of the day, and, and I'll tell you what I think. I do believe that Yogananda Pittman sat on the intelligence to, uh, for the purpose of having Chief Sun fire and to gain favor from Nancy Pelosi. I do believe that. Can I ask you, where does Manger fit into this? Manger, now, there are two components to J6. Um, you have the setup, which was headed by Yogananda Pittman. And, and let me say, explain who he is to the listeners so they know. You and I know who he is. George knows who he is. But explain who he is as far as the Capitol Police are concerned. I have no problem with explaining J. Thomas Manger. <laughs> okay, so now, you have two components to J6. You have the you have the the setup, which... Yogananda Pittman led that. You have the cover-up. J. Thomas Manger is leading that. Now, let me tell you who J. Thomas Manger is. He is the current chief of the Capitol Police right now. He took over from Yogananda Pittman when she was the acting chief. She was acting chief um, from January the 8th of 2021 until July 23rd of 2021. And then Manger took over on July 24th of 2021. And he's been the chief of police ever since. Now, when Manger took over, um, one of his first official acts, now, even before he even acted, he went publicly, and I have also put this on my Twitter. So if anybody's in my Twitter, you can go to my profile section, uh, and then you can go to highlights, because in Twitter, you have a highlight box. Hit my profile and go to highlights, and then you'll see the, the, the statement that Manger made about Pittman is that he wanted her to stay. He wanted her to be on his team. So he gave his support immediately out of the gate as soon as he came on. And then when he took over as the chief of police, so we all know if you've listened to any of the committee hearings, you you have heard countless people say that January 6th was an intelligence failure. Who was the head of intelligence? Yogananda Pittman was. So when she was the acting chief, Manger took over on the 24th, where did you think he put her to head after he came back? Let me tell you. He put her back over the intelligence division. Okay, mm. now, if she messed up so probably <laughs> what she did, why put her back over the intelligence division? Now, let me tell you why he put her back over the intelligence division. Not because she was so great. It's because now there were multiple people uh, in the intel section that went and spoke to the IG about Yogananda Pittman's failures and Julie Farnham's failures. And that's another person that I won't even get into right now, but she basically worked for Pittman and she basically was the Trojan horse of what occurred on January 6th in the intel section. Um, And she kind of destroyed the entire unit, which made it easier for the intelligence not to- This is Pittman or who? This is Julie Farnham. This is the person that- Farnham. Pittman brought in. Uh, and Julie, I've never heard that name before, so I'm curious. Well, you're going to be hearing it a lot. Like I got, I got hours and hours of information, so I'm not going to maybe put it all out here today. But I'll be putting it out, you know, with my team 
um, shortly. But Julie Farnham basically was the Trojan horse brought in by Yogananda Pittman to kind of destroy the intelligence unit so January 6th could happen. This is this is what really happened. So, but fast forwarding it back to um, Pittman, the report um, 21 TD 159 still made his way to Pittman and Pittman just didn't give it to Chief Sun or um, Chad Thomas. So anyway, you have um, what occurred on January 6th, the cover-up, and then that is led by Chief Manger. So what Chief Manger did was he put her back over the intelligence section after she did a horrible job and all the destruction that she caused. Now, there were several people who went out and told on Yogananda Pittman, so they went to the IG. I want to stop you for one minute. Prior to this, did Sund and Pittman, did they ever butt heads? Not to my knowledge. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so now there were seven pe- several people after January 6th who went and told on, basically they went and reported it to the IG, um, that's the Inspector General, and like I've been on the Capitol Police for a long time, and I knew you never go to the IG for anything, because if you go to the IG, mm-hmm. it's the same as going to Pittman. So I would have never went. So I tried Senator Leahy, but I was still wrong there too. So, but anyway, but getting back <laughs> onto the, I was, yeah. So anyway, so um, those uh, individuals um, went to the IG to report it. The IG then went and told Pittman, and then they started to retaliate against all those people who went and told on Pittman. They retaliated against them all, and they pretty much fired every single one of them. So now- gotcha. When Major comes now, to when does she break out? I know she's she tries to force a bunch of whistleblowers or people talking to sign NDAs. When does that happen? Is that around um, the same time period? As soon as she took over, people she started, she went on a rampage. You know, she fired people, she forced people to sign NDAs, she went on a basically a bloody rampage. And uh and then we had and then people suffered until Major came and then Major finished us off. But well, and, and let me tell you something about that, just to take this to your people and any whistleblowers that are coming to you. The way the federal law reads, you can't use an NDA when a whistleblower comes forward that's seeking whistleblower protection to out. Secondarily, you can't use an NDA to facilitate or cover for a crime. Because when you know about a crime, allegedly, in the case of Pittman, we both at this point, I'm sure by the end of this show, especially I'll believe it, but now I even believe it more. It's called misprisions of a felony when you do that. So what it is, is when you know about a felony, you have an obligation to report that felony. You're supposed to come forward and provide the information to the right law enforcement agency or the right individuals. The fact that she was attempting to uh, you know, hamstring everybody with an NDA. It's a, especially if she's part of a criminal enterprise, meaning that her plan was this conspired event that it was a fomented plot. The point of the matter is that those NDAs become a, a further, uh, it's a furtherance of a criminal enterprise and you do that. It's a further action. So the minute you take the first overt action, the mens rea indicates in a crime, the, the argument is that when you take that first overt action, if coffee's illegal and the first thing I do is go buy beans, then of course that's the first overt act. That's the mens rea. I knew coffee was illegal. I wasn't supposed to buy the beans. In her case, doing a cover up post of the event or even pre of the event, would be part of the criminal enterprise, assuming that at some point she faces criminal charges. And as whistleblowers, you have the full protection of the federal government to come forward. So any whistleblowers that you have or any whistleblowers that want to come to the big MIG, you know, whether or not your bosses had you sign NDAs or you've been threatened, that's not 
legal for them to do that. But go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off, TK, but I wanted to make sure I was clear that maybe that'll help you guys. But no, it doesn't. And I'm explaining to you why. Now, that sounds great in theory, but it doesn't work like that for the Capitol Police. One thing is that, um, have you ever heard of FOIA? Sure. Okay. That's the Freedom of Information Act. The Capitol yes. Police got it. We don't have to adhere to any of that. And that's one of the biggest issues mm-hmm. that they're going through. So the, like I said, the Capitol Police is a different kind of a beast. Number number two, the Capitol Police, we are under the legislative branch of government. And it is um, the, the lines to be a whistleblower. It is hard. Like um, they can almost declare, they can also almost always declassify you as a whistleblower. And I consider you a whistleblower mm-hmm. now. We can be really whistleblowers, but they can figure out ways for us not to be whistleblowers. And then we are not entitled to those same protections for um, the Capitol Police employees to come out. They would have to make some emergency whistleblower laws. And that would basically be um, ironclad. And we could obviously see that we are protected. And the Capitol Police, they have not done that yet. They discussed that in the hearing on July the 26th of 2023 when they had the police, all the members of the police board there to include J. Thomas Manger, and they discussed whistleblower protection. And Manger said, Yes, 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 we do need good, we need better whistleblower protection laws, but he didn't do anything to facilitate yeah. that. Lip and service. Not, he, yeah, he, 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 didn't, he would definitely not want whistleblower protection. No, absolutely not. Yes. And, I, <laughs> and, and one of the posts I made on Twitter, and I made the thing of the Terminator. Uh, and everybody should look <laughs> at that tweet that I sent. It was with the Terminator. And it was um, when I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the guy that was protecting um, the lady. And he was and basically saying what the Terminator was going to do. He's going to stop. He's going to destroy. You, he's going to rip your heart out. So that's I, I made that applicable to what Major is going to do. How long ago? Me. Maybe George can find it. I don't know if we have time, but George, okay, if you can now, find it. first word in there, so I don't know if you can play it, but I just. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can play. Let me, let me say this to you. We don't curse a lot. Not necessarily. We definitely don't do it when we're on our radio show. We don't curse a lot, but you can curse as much as you want on here because we're on all the alt networks, YouTube, Rumble. So knock yourself out. If you feel like, if you feel compelled, I'm from New York. For me, it's uh, the curse words are an adjective, an adverb, a pronoun. Because <laughs> I would really like for you. Hey, George, uh, are you on my Twitter? You found it? On your Twitter? Yeah, because yeah. I can find it in a second no, if you guys no, want no. me to send. It. What what am I looking for? Okay, it's the um. <sighs> I'll find it. Disregard. I'm gonna no, find no, it. You just, so do you I send it, find to... it? What am I looking for? I get it. Yeah. don't worry about it. Okay, George will find it. He's really he's amazing on this stuff. He's become quite the production guy out of necessity. Okay, yo, I just sent yo, it like maybe TK, two or three days ago. I'm gonna see. Let me find. I can give you the exact date too if you need it. I don't need the date. What am I looking for? What is it called? What the um? It's a Terminator, Terminator with a with a curse yeah, word. It. It's a Terminator scene, and I had took a clip from the Terminator. I'll get it. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'll let you look for it. But it's, it's yeah. I just did it like maybe three days ago. I just posted that. Yeah, uh, I did it early in the morning. I think it, it might have been Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday when I did it. I want to say. Can, can I ask you? Let me ask you connections with uh, Chief Major connections to anybody the higher ups did you know were you aware of the relationships he had because we're always looking for the connectivity of who the leaders of this potential plot were because there's so much intel that hasn't been completely pieced together 
we know that, for example, there was lots of communication going on uh, that Nancy Pelosi hasn't ever come forward or have been investigated for that appears that she was communicating with lots of people on the ground during J6. Anything, you know, the, 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 does Chief Major, does he have uh, connections to any higher ups that you know of that you saw cozy relationships or anything that you knew about or become aware of post of J6? The only thing I found out is that um, the um, the Senate Sergeant at Arms went specifically and she was the one that recruited Manger. Manger didn't even like I think she gave him a call. Mm. So you, you could look at the uh, relationship between Gibson and Manger. Gotcha. And the, yeah. And that's the question that I would have. But no, as far as members of Congress, not to my knowledge. Yeah. But, uh, to Gibson. And if you watch the last congressional hearing, you will hear her sing his praises. And um, after every like, and we know that, and I don't know how much you know if you watched the May sixteenth hearing with the Loudermilk hearing, but um, Manger gave Pittman a deal so she could leave the, the department early to get her and to get her pension early months, basically not to get her pension early. To now she had to she had to stay until June of twenty twenty three to get her full pension, but she left the department. In February, on February 1st of 2023. So we were like, how did mm -hmm. she do that? And we found out that he let her stay on uh, leave without pay, which was against department policy and against house ethics rules. And she took a job at Cal California Berkeley. Why did he do that? He has never done that for any other. That has never been done for any other employee in the history of our department. But Pittman was allowed to do that. And the question was, why would he allow her to do that? Smells like smells like grease to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. I mean, I mean, that's a cushy job she got. She's getting two eighty a year plus her retirement pay. So I don't know what her retirement pay, but I'm assuming it was probably another sixty seventy. So she's making three something a year in a cushy job over there, Berkeley, where they probably don't have any activity whatsoever. And a, and Berkeley's obviously deeply tied to our government. You know, like I said, DARPA and otherwise the CIA, Graphica is one of their big contributors. So it's it's pretty ugly. Hey, listen, I, I just want to make sure I get, because we know the other two white hats, but tell me, I noticed lately you've been talking about Jeffrey Pickett. How does he fit into this? And I think he's a white hat, right? He's obviously on the right side on this. Oh, no question. Now, he applied for the position of assistant chief of police for the Capitol Police. They have an opening. Hmm. Um, J. Thomas Manger is going to be making selections for that, that job on August the 30th. And as of right now, he has not even scheduled a interview for Jeffrey J. Pickett. Now, Jeffrey J. Pickett, like whoever they hire, it's almost 0% probability that that person is going to have more experience than him. J.J. Pickett is the Capitol Police. His family, uh, his father worked for the Capitol Police. His, his brother worked for the Capitol Police. His sister worked for the Capitol Police. It's his family legacy. The man He's a legacy Capitol Police member. 100% in all. And yeah. he was all, but now this is the problem. Now, he was a whistleblower. So now he was one of the most high profile whistleblower in 2021. He wrote a 16 page whistleblower letter blasting Pittman for what occurred on January 6th. He destroyed Pittman. Now, even though he put he put that letter out, I think it came out, I think it was September the 28th, I want to say, and it hit the mm. it hit the news early October when it hit the news, but he destroyed them. So he was a whistleblower. And Manger does not like whistleblowers. If you are a whistleblower, J. Thomas Manger will destroy you. 
You you cannot yeah. be a whistleblower. So now, even though he legally blew the whistle, he waited till he he resigned from the department so he could come out and speak about what they did. Mm. He believed that what they did was so unethical he could not work for her ever again. So that's why understandable he, he went and blew the whistle. And now um, the retaliatory actions are still going forward because they won't even give the man an interview. He applied for it. He's qualified for the job. You know, I can say, crap, Pittman did the job. So we know he can do it. So he won't even get an interview. And it's simply retaliation. And this is simply 100% major. And he knows that. And this is the biggest thing. Now, I spoke to J.J. Pickett multiple times. And he even, he even sat me down straight. He said, listen, he says, if I come in, he says, I'm not going to attack any Congress people, anything like that. He says, you know, and, and I agree with him. That's the best way to go. Don't go attacking Nancy Pelosi. Don't go after Schumer or anybody like that. He says, I want to look forward. I want to push the department forward and I will bring a good investigatory team in to look backward at what really occurred on January 6th. Mm. Let the truth come out. That's all we need. That's all the J6 community needs is for the truth to come out. Now, yeah, um, I agree. E. Thomas Manger will not let the truth out. He does not want it to come out. Why? Because it will change the narrative of J6. He cannot allow that to happen because if he does that, it's going to make Trump it's going to it's, it's going to take the focus on because everybody right now blames Trump for what occurred on January 6th. Mm-hmm. January 6th wasn't him. This was Yogananda Pittman. And if he allows the truth to come out, now people signed NDAs. He could have the NDAs all released and let everybody see the NDAs. He's not Has anybody here. from Trump's camp reached out to you? Um I, I I have not talked to Trump. I have not spoken to any of his attorneys and no. And like, you know, you know, I'm going to reach. We'll reach out tomorrow. I'm going to reach out to a few people. I think it would be important for them to talk to you. So let me see Wait. what I can do to give you a hand All with right, that, George, up. and I'll do a little reaching around TK, and see if we can get anybody to spike some interest because I think that that would be an important interview because I think you could be um, really beneficial for what he's facing. Cause I agree with you. You know, there's some, there's plenty of tweets. I mean, without having George put them up right now, cause I don't want to, I know we got first some all, questions. George, first of all, tell George he's horrible. He should have found that tweet in five Yo, seconds. Yo, what are you talking George, about? Lance keeps What's going on, bro? He, oh, he found it. He found the tweet. Lance, <laughs> so listen, oh, you don't listen. George, no, throw gonna, it up. I don't want to do I'm that to you, bro. Lance You've been working hard That's over there. I'm going to start muting you, Lance, cause you don't listen. Here we go. And TK, <laughs> Better apologize. Uh, uh, hey, so, hey, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw the clip and I can tell it was it. Now, did you look at the tweet first? No. Okay, I'm it's busy hilarious. working here, now, bro. You should look work- at it, but throw I- it up. It doesn't matter. Let's get the react. Let's get some genuine reactions. Uh-huh. I'm hearing sound. Can anybody hear anything? I can't hear the sound. You don't hear the sound. George, you messing up. It's not my fault you don't hear the sound. Hold on. We'll play it again. If it don't play the sound for you guys, it don't play. Can the audience hear it? That's what matters most of the time. None of us can hear it. They can hear it. Now, you have to also look at the context of my tweet. You could, maybe we can tweet it out or something. But, um, but if you read what I put on top of the video, I think it's funny. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to catch. I don't know if we we didn't have the right thing there. So listen, let me get to some of these they, questions here because we've got it. a lot of listeners waiting for these questions. So first of all, did you notice? I, I brought up the pop smoke earlier. We've had a lot of people ask about it. Did you notice any different colors of smoke going off, or anything that you thought might be communication being used in the crowd by whoever? 
I saw all kinds of colors. I saw, and I said this, um, I think one of my interviews too, I saw smoke bombs, yellow stuff, green stuff, red stuff, all kinds of colors that was boom, okay. boom, boom. Colors, like, um, yeah, I saw all kinds of things. Yeah, like that. Yes, I saw that. Okay. But I don't and know our- if it was meant for communication or if, if it was like, I'm not in the military, so I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know what it was. So I just saw all kinds of things thrown. And yeah. Well, that's my dog. If you can hear it, I've got a puppy and okay. he's, he's, he's trying to, he's whining over here for attention. Hey buddy, I'm on the show. Can't you see? You can't do this. <laughs> you feed your dogs. All right, listen. So the wristbands we already talked about, Ray Epps, we already talked about the NDAs. We already talked about any Hold idea on. who unlocked the doors, man. And then I'll let you go, George. Sure. Who unlocked those 20 kilo door, you know, those, I think they're 20,000 pounds a piece, the capital doors. I heard they have the craziest magnetic locks. Any idea who unlocked those? I heard about that, but I don't know uh, who locked it. Yeah. I'm not, gotcha. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know. So I'll be guessing if I said who unlocked those doors, I don't know. Somebody did. I don't know. All right. So. We never. I don't think we um, answered the one question before, Lance. But we have a few. Like, what is the what is the rule of engagement of an unarmed person? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, Wait, you answer that. Then, no, no, do that one first because the next one is you're gonna need some time for the next one. Well, as far as um, well, it depends. Now, um, the uh, now you you just say rules of engagement. You have to give me a little bit more than that, like. If I see a like like you have to give me more than what rules what, of engagement. What is, what is it just a, if it's someone's unarmed, what's the justification of shooting that person? As far as now, obviously you're talking about the um the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. Now, yes. um I I've spoken about that multiple times now. Um when you look at the overall event now, where she you know where she was. I don't think that he could see from where he was standing at that it was the SWAT team that was coming up the steps from behind. Now, um, to get to where he was, you would have had to come through multiple layers of security. And I was calling for the evacuation on the of the. I had just finished the Senate and I was making my way to the House side. And the members of Congress, if you look at that, the video, they were evacuating on the other side of the door. So that was the last line of security. So now I can't say if he should have shot her or not, because that wouldn't be fair to uh, Michael Byrd or Ashley Babbitt. And um, this is what I say when it comes to the shooting. Um, I know that if anything would have happened to any of those members of Congress um, and, and people got into that hallway... Mike Byrd's life would have been over, over, because if a if a member of Congress would have got a toenail broke because somebody got into that that door, the person who broke the toenail, uh, let's say it was one of the demonstrators and he bumped the member of Congress in that hallway, and that member of Congress broke a toenail, that that demonstrator might be getting the electric chair, and Mike Byrd would have, his career would have been over, his family would have been over, everything would have been done for him. He could listen. So I mean, because in, you like in reality. At, where he could have fi- fired that, a warning like that shot. That was the last line. But go ahead. He could have he could have fired one a warning shot before he, before he shot her. Um, and our as far as our rules and regulations, we are not under any circumstances allowed to shoot warning shots. Is illegal. 
Interesting. But it's not, but I don't know. I mean, I just find that hard. It's hard to believe that whole scenario, even just shooting her or anybody doesn't like, have a weapon. But. Yeah, like, like I'm never going to try to sit here and try to convince somebody that he should have shot her. She, he shouldn't. Because some people believe that they should have shot. He should have shot. Some people believe that he absolutely should not have shot. Like for me, I wasn't there. So that's why I said I can't say what he should have, shouldn't have done. But I will say this. Um, he should have never, Ashley Babbitt should have never been put in that situation. Yogananda Pittman did that to both of them. Yogananda Pittman did this to all of us. And even when Sir came in, she could even have told him, she had, he had his radio, that stand down, um, Sir is right there. They were coming into the building. She could have, she had cameras. She's sitting on a diocese and their cameras showing everything inside of the building. She could have helped us. She decided not to. And I can tell you this. If you have listened, have you listened to the radio transmissions? No. You know they're public, right? Yeah, I, I didn't know that, but go ahead. The radio yeah, transmissions are public, but the videos are not. Go we were it. begging Yogananda. I was begging personally Yogananda Pittman for help. Begging her multiple times throughout the day. And you know what she did? Do you know? Nothing. Muted the radio? He ignored me. She heard me. She didn't mute it. She just decided not to help. Wow. So now you have your, your, your number two person in charge of your department, and you're begging for help. Um, people are screaming on the radio. Um, it was a horrible day, and what happened to Ashley Babbitt was unfortunate. I think about it every single day. You know, but um, Yogananda Pittman put Ashley Babbitt in this. Ashley Babbitt is dead because of Yogananda Pittman. I was and even when you. I say now, and what, what else? Um, you guys, you may or may not know because you haven't listened to the radio transmissions. Um, Ashley Babbitt was shot, I think, at um, 243. Um, I evacuated the Senate side at 228. So uh, after begging Yogananda Pittman for permission, she wouldn't give it to me. So I said, forget it. I'll take the discipline. I'm going to go ahead and evacuate anyway, because I knew that the members of Congress was the biggest aggravating factor in the building. And I needed to get them out to calm the everybody down. And that's why I initiated the evacuation. And a lot of people aren't going to like this. I think you guys will. Uh, I didn't do it just for the members of Congress. I did it for the officers because I didn't want to put them in a bad situation. And I did it for the demonstrators in the building as well, because I knew that if they bumped into a member of Congress, they would be getting horrible, horrible sentences, even two or three times worse. So I wanted mm. to get the members of Congress out to help everybody. I just wanted everybody to calm down. And I knew the best way to do it was to get them out. Now, when I was begging for help to do it, Pittman ignored me. So I said, I'll do it anyway. So I evacuated the Senate at 228. So now the House still hadn't been evacuated yet. The House evacuation didn't start until 236. And now I had to do that. I didn't want to do it from the Senate side because I couldn't see over there. Now, mm. I don't have cameras, so I can't see what's going on. Pimmy can see everything. So she basically was just eating popcorn and watching to see if I was going to tell or, or wow. make it. Yes. So she could have helped us. If she would have helped me, all I needed her permission for her, if she would have just evacuated or had the House side evacuated when I was doing the Senate side because she knew the members of Congress were still in there. If she would have did it at 228, like I did the Senate, Ashley Babbitt would be allowed today because Mike Bird wouldn't have had even been there. Wow. Ashley Babbitt TK. and Mike Bird shouldn't have had, shouldn't even met. So um, Pittman on two occasions could have saved Ashley Babbitt's life. 
Number one, if she would have gave um, Chief Sun um, 21 TD 159, or if she would have said, okay, TK's evacuation on the house side, I'm going to have somebody do this. Um, TK's doing the Senate side, I'm going to have somebody doing the house. She exactly. had multiple opportunities. Yeah. And if you want to use the third one, when CERT, um, CERT is equivalent to our, is our SWAT team. SWAT, yeah. If she would have said CERT is on the scene and CERT is near the house, Mike Bird wouldn't have done anything because he knew SWAT, the SWAT team. She was not helping. And, and what I'm telling you, you don't have to believe me. You can go listen to the radio transmissions. They are now public. Everybody should listen Interesting. to the radio transmissions. So, George, you had a question? Wait, I have, I have a lot of questions, Lance. I mean, just oh, bring up, you know, you say that, like, the radio transmissions are public, but, you know, they don't want to release the videos. It's, it's so crazy and asinine. But, so, and I'm asking these questions. You know, the Can I tell you that, why? Do you want to know why the, the videos aren't released? <clears throat> sure, go ahead. I, I'm going to tell you the truth right now. Do you know why? The, because J. Thomas Manger will not allow you to see. That's J. Thomas Manger. People are trying to blame McCarthy. Now, the reason why McCarthy could care less about the videos. Now, J. Thomas Manger through Tad Tobias. Tad Tobias is the general. He's the lead general counsel for the Capitol Police. Now, they are making they're going to make it hard for McCarthy to release any videos, because if he does, let's say McCarthy says, forget you guys. I'm going to release all the video anyway. Anything that happens in the Capitol for the next hundred years, they are going to blame McCarthy for because they're going to say, we told you not to release that video and you did it anyway. So they're going to jump but on him. So those now videos, he can't do that. He has to. Now, the video, those videos you are have public, to do if you want the video, McCarthy care less. If they send over a letter, if Ted Tobias sends over a letter to um, McCarthy saying that the Capitol Police supports you releasing the video, McCarthy would do it tomorrow. But, this okay, is, so um, this is Jay Thomas Major so, through Tad Tobias is stopping that video from being released. If you don't believe problem. me, you can just no, send a, you can send listen, an email to Capitol Police you. and ask them if I'm correct. But this is the problem in this. This is one of the problems in this country. We, the taxpayers, that's our property. It should be available to us to see. That's number one. Number two, one hundred percent. Now, if if our if the um, the rhinos and Republicans had any balls or a spine, they would call. What's that person's name? That um. Chief J. Thomas Manger is um, major. He's not going to allow it to be released. It's J. Thomas Manger. All right, they should they should call, and that's the one that's in the college now, policing the college. No, no, nope. that's Yogananda. Yogananda Pittman is gone. So just okay, forget about but, her. She's so they gone should call, but they should we'll call Major. But they should J. call Thomas major. major. Is the current chief of the Capitol Police right. right now? Fine. So they, but if they had a spine, they would call Pittman back on um in Congress and they Major did. and. And they ask did. questions. So what? What was her? I they didn't did. even see that. Did you see Lance? What was her? Did anybody ask why she didn't? Um, she had the intel report saying they needed um the guard, and she she uh, denied it. They haven't released the findings yet, but they just they brought her back a little while That's ago. What I'm, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, George, it's obvious that it's a cover up. I mean, it's really clear to me. Can I ask you a question? I'm going to switch gears for here for a second. TK, was there were you aware at all? Was there any knowledge circling around that Pelosi's daughter was shooting this movie behind the scenes? Did anybody know about it? Um, we found out about it after. Yeah, we all knew about it after. After, but not prior. Like, they didn't tell you all the Nancy Pelosi's daughter's got a, new, a, t a team of videographers and they're going to be shooting the whole event. No, you never heard any of that. Uh, I gotcha. So what about the, the, so, and you weren't aware of the flood of FBI agents who were at the Capitol, so that, that we already answered that one earlier. Why well, were the Capitol Police, it seemed like in a lot of the videos, the Capitol Police were actually escorting people into the building. 
it actually looked like they were escorting and kind of guiding them through the building. Why was that? In my opinion, it was probably de-escalation. Uh, at that time when they were doing that, when that occurred, I believe that Congress had already been evacuated. We already got the Senate, the senators out, their staff, mm -hmm. the House members out, their staff. Uh, it was no point to, you know, just fight and people to get hurt. Uh, when it was nothing we could do as far as we couldn't keep the building because we just didn't have enough people there. And that's gotcha. didn't get there to like, um, like, I think six. So um, to me, in my opinion, it was a de-escalation too. And uh, whatever the officers did or what, whatever they felt that they had to do in that situation, it was probably the best. You gotcha. Well, it looked like it was relatively calm. That's one of the things that's come out a lot. People have seen the videos of everybody looking around, and it looks like it was a tour guide. You know, there wasn't this violence that we were seeing inside the Capitol building. Some people walked in, looked around, took some photos, you know, took a video and then left. So I think some people that were there that now have been charged, I think, even for that part of their interaction at J6, and some of them are looking at some hefty sentences, they really were just there almost in a tourism kind of a thing or trying to be part of the day. George, looks like you have something to say there. Um, yeah, I want to go back to the videotapes real quick. So, I mean, if you look at all the J6ers, right, all the people that are sitting in jail waiting waiting for trial that have got all these astronomical BS sentences, are there lawyer, do the lawyers, are, they, are these tapes available to the lawyers? Because you see in so many of the trials that they're holding back evidence. They're, uh, they're just leaving evidence out for the lawyers to defend their clients. Um, they're not, uh, yeah, yeah, your dog is angry. Um, but um, <laughs> Not mine is. I think he's hangry. I fed him earlier, but he's really a picky eater. He's just a little chihuahua. He's like two, I three can, pounds. I, I should have put him away for the show, but I always try to, you know, I put the other dogs away. We've got five little rescues. My wife collects them like they're the Franklin mint set. You know what I mean? Every time I turn around, another one shows up, but I, but I love him, but he's brand new and he's definitely a puppy. No doubt about it. Go ahead. I didn't mean no, to cut yeah. you off there, TK. So, um, um, there's a, um, um, there's a multi-prong answer to that one. So the J6s are in jail for um, multiple reasons. So um, they're in jail because that, now let's say that, let's use the ones that obviously some people committed crimes the other day, so they're there. The problem is that the narrative that, because that, that they were insurrections. Now, everybody there, um, the narrative wise, they were insurrections. It, it doesn't matter if you just walked in. So that's what the jury is looking at they're looking at an insurrectionist, even if they don't, they're not getting charged with that. It's because that's the false narrative that Jay Thomas Manger is protecting. And, and he's going to keep protecting right. that. Because that, you know, um, who's not there. Ray Epstein that narrative. Now, the thing is this, you can convict um, right now, like the DOJ, like their job is just easy because you can convict a J6 person right now for killing Jimmy Hoffa, even if they weren't born, because that's just a narrative that's right now. That narrative doesn't fall until J. Thomas Manger is out of the seat because now when J. Thomas Manger is gone, um, it, it'll be easier to get those tapes, number one. Number two, any information that was given to the DOJ under Pittman could be looked at because some of the information that Pittman gave to the DOJ could be false or at the very least misleading. And information that's misleading should be challenged. Also, they would have to look at any false testimony or incorrect testimony Yogananda Pittman gave. Manger is going to make sure that none of that occurs. That's what he. That's what he's there for. Like, and what I need the J six people to know, and everybody that's sitting in jail, J Thomas Manger is the person that is keeping you there. When he goes, the J six 
narrative goes, and I am so sure of this, when Jay Thomas Major resigns or if he gets fired, this is over for everybody. This nightmare is over for the country because they can go back and they can start looking at, uh, it'll be easy, to, they'll be doing real investigations because, now, yeah. this is what you Jay have to look at, right? Yogananda Pittman was the chief of Intel. Intel was the reason that J6 occurred. But how do you not investigate the Intel chief and you make her the chief of police? So Yogananda Pittman was never, ever really investigated. And then you allowed her to lead investigations into officer misconduct where she had a vested, she had a vested interest in the outcome. So um, she is gone, which is great. But Major came in, made it worse because Major is there specifically to protect her and to conceal the cover up. But you have to let everybody know that I am working my hardest to make sure that Jay Thomas Manger is gone. And when he's gone, I promise everybody, this nightmare is over for everybody. It's going to be easy we to get information. You, it's going to be easy to go by and ver back and verify uh, and, and check and cross-reference information given to the DOJ by the Capitol Police. Because you have to understand this. The Capitol Police is the primary law enforcement agency assisting the DOJ in prosecutions of J6ers. So you have to go back and look at the information that Pittman gave. So once all that stuff is done, go back and look at testimony that she gave in congressional hearings to check if she really did it. This J6 narrative is over. J6 is over for everyone after J. Thomas Manger is gone. J. Thomas and, uh, Manger. So yeah, you... Uh, you're muted, sir. You're muted. I see your lips moving. Yep, there you go. I think it's a tool of fear. They 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 don't, they don't want any more protests, right? I think what they've done is they've the, the the whole creation of the narrative. I believe that there were a lot of infiltration. I think they intentionally agitated the crowd. I think ignorance of the crowd on some of the things you've brought light to TK, it, the whole combination. But it's a tool, right? They they want to influence and intimidate people to not go out and protest. They want to stop the narrative of election fraud. I mean, let's face it at the base of this, regardless of what happened on J6 and who the guilty party is. The toughest part is, is that it's so obvious at this point, the entire world globally talks about the election fraud that occurred in that presidential election. And it's all around the globe. They make fun of us. They joke about us. We've become the, the laughing stock of skits on all sorts of comedy shows in India, Africa, uh, Russia. It, you know, it's a big laughing joke because our, obviously our election system is so compromised. And I believe it's the Uniparty. They support it. They perpetuated it. They've both been guilty of it. George, you have a comment for that? Hey, I have a uh, question um, from one of our viewers. They want to. Uh, here's a question: At the eclipse, why was there limited police presence until halfway through Trump's speech? Then all the brass was ellipse. rolling around. Ellipse. 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 Yeah, yeah not oh, the they, eclipse they of the sun, eclipse. the ellipse. <laughs> they typed eclipse, man. What do you want me to tell you? I'm reading from the thing what they type. Okay. <laughs> Why, why was there limited police presence? Any idea why they were slow? Because you guys were probably short-staffed might be part of it. We didn't have anybody at work. <laughs> yeah. but wait, that was, but that was halfway there. through. Then, we had a, then um, halfway the through speech, Let them know that the Capitol the Police had a bare-bones skeleton crew working on that day. That's right. So they that answers that question. When you were sick or something, right? 
<laughs> well, no, because they didn't think they needed him because she'd held back the no, intelligence. They, they Old TK Yogi the Bear in. there, she decided that she wasn't going to share the intelligence yeah. with any of the higher-ups or anybody else. And, of yeah. course, they were understaffed. They had access to 10,000 National Guard. The, 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 uh, the, uh, the sergeant-at-arms had refused it through Nancy Pelosi. He said, we don't need him. It's not going to be that kind of an event, at least in their public narrative. But behind the scenes, they felt like they knew the truth. I want to I want to read one of your quotes here, man, that you wrote on Twitter that I, I think really says a lot. One of the worst, this is one of TK's quotes, one of the worst things about J. Thomas Manger taking over the department minus the election interference and retaliatory tactics he's using to keep USCP employees quiet is that he is affecting the U.S. historical record. What occurred on January 6, 2021 will be written and read about in history books for years to come. A lot of USCP employees acted bravely to de-escalate the situation on J6, but the department has no interest in getting most of their accounts and actions on the day. They only wanted the versions of a few officers that they carefully selected as to ensure the narrative was that Yogananda Pittman saved democracy. Our country's historians should be grossly appalled as Manger is affecting our country's historical record for hundreds of years to come. Because the longer we wait, the harder it will be to, for people to remember what they did and heard. Exactly what Manger is trying to accomplish, and he's succeeding. Please pray that Manger will have a cha change of heart in the next eight days by stepping down for the purpose of allowing our broken country to heal. God bless. That was pretty incredible, wasn't it? Powerful statement, man. Powerful statement. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And it really lays it out. No, but it really lays it out there and it shows where your heart is, number one, to me. But what's really important is that here is, you know, incredible amounts of evidence that you've provided tonight and an incredible amount of verified facts from an on the ground person, not speculation, because we can all speculate. I can speculate that Nancy Pelosi is at the heart of this Fed surrection and George has got stuff that he believes about what occurred and what shouldn't occurred about the doors and how they got opened. And But the point of the matter is you were there, you were on the ground, you were in direct contact with everybody else on the ground, with the exception of Yogananda Pittman, who was, who was eating popcorn, maybe having a glass of uh, Merlot, kicking back and enjoying the mess that she'd created. Uh, but the truth is, you know, here it is. I mean, if Trump would just, I think Trump's attorneys should be talking to you directly and speaking to you directly you know, sooner than later, because you really know the truth and you know which individuals were responsible for this. George, give me some input on that. Listen, I, we know for, I know for a fact, and I'm sure you do too, that there were, there were undercover agents working that crowd. There were undercover agents in the Proud Boys. I, I have a, a friend who was in the Proud Boys and left because of that, because the FBI were paying, paying informants and had their own people in with the Proud Boys. We know for, we know for a fact that, Antifa dressed up as Trump supporters and went in. There were a lot of agitators that wanted to make this look more than it was and look, make conservatives um, look like animals. I mean, so what you're saying, I mean, like, I think at this point, we all know January 6th was a setup. I think we all know yeah. that now. So we can go, I'm sure we can find a couple more Ray Epps in that crowd. I'm sure that they're there. More. Some videos will pop up. So we know that. We know the Ray Epps were there. The question is that now that we know it's a setup, what do we want to do about it? We can keep coming on podcasts. Well, we can talk about it. We can tweet about it. Uh, I'm well, a man of getting stuff done. That's just what I do. So, like, um, if you ask me, I always know what to do. Don't get it twisted. Like, I know we. I just don't have a big enough voice to get it done. But I know exactly what people should do. You know, but, you know, that 
It's great that we're talking about it. Wonderful. But what That's are what we, we going to do. do about it is the question. You ready? Here we go. I'm going to read something to you guys. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the onset, on, constant of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new, new government laying its foundation. The problem is the people want to do that, but the government don't want to let us, let us do that. And, that. and this is why we're at these crossroads. Our, gov our whole system of government is corrupt from the DOJ to the FBI. If we just look at the DOJ, what they're doing. Look what they did doing to Trump. So many people are everyday people like me, you that are that have been going through the system on unjust bullshit charges, and now they're doing it to Trump. I mean, it's constant. Well, I, people I, are seeing I can tell that. You this. Uh, what's happening in the Trump? I don't blame the DOJ. I blame Pittman and I blame Manger. Those are the two. And I know that people say, "Oh, well, the Capitol Police can't have that much of an effect on this." They absolutely can, and they are. They are like if you watch the hearings, like. Um, and you well, have some great congressmen out there, like Congressman Loudermilk. Um, he's putting it out there. Like if you watch, they did three hearings. They did the one on May 16th. Um, that was the one with just Manger. Then they did the one. Uh, I can't remember the date of that one, but it was the one with um, the new um, the new IG. And then they did the one on July 26th with the police board. And every single hearing, we get more information. We're like, Jesus Christ, we didn't know that. We didn't know that. Every single one. So. They are getting it done, but you can't expect the Congress people that are working uh, McCarthy, the Loudermilks, the Griffiths. You can't expect them to throw the football and to catch it, too. So they're throwing the football, but we have to catch it and we have to go get the touchdown. And we're not doing that. Well, listen, hold, if it was if it was reverse and it was the Democrats. They, they carry the football, they throw the football, they score, they do everything. And that's without the people because they have... Do you know the, why? Do you know why? Can I tell you why? Sure, because they have everything the in the media. Democrats own everything. The Democrats own the Senate. They own the House for, you know, they own the House when Pelosi was there. They own the DOJ. They own the White House. They own the uh, mainstream media. They own Hollywood. So you're talking about the Democrats. The Democrats are powerful almighty. So, so of course they can do it. What do the, the Republicans have? They have the House. That's it. Barely. Barely. And I'm not, and I'm not even sure that I agree with that only because of the rhinos. It's obvious to me at this point that it's a uniparty system. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have anything when it comes to the voice of the people that's actually protecting us because you've seen in the last couple of days since Trump's uh, mugshot or last 24 hours, they've just been ghost silent, you know. You, you look at the way they're operating and that, and that, and that lackluster group that they had on Fox News debating you know, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy is probably the best of the group, but in general, I'm not impressed by any of them. Trump won the debate. And the, and the lack of support for obviously the people's choice is Trump. So look, George, I, I know we ran over here. So I just, uh, do you have anything you want to, any, any last question, George, last one from anybody? Um, no, I don't have any more questions. You know, listen, it's written listen, in our constitution that we can install a new government if they're not doing what they're doing. The question is, how do we do that? That's that's a you know, when you when you don't have accountability, when you don't have consequences for individuals within Congress, within the police force, and you have somebody like Manger being able to manipulate the narrative by controlling the information that's coming out. You have Yoganama Pittman, who obviously is at the heart 
of what was at fault that day on January 6th and nobody doing anything about it except helping her get a cushy job out in California. I mean, that's the problem, right? We don't have an investigative branch working within the Capitol Police to bring the truth forward that will hold officers accountable, you know, like an IA division that would be responsible. Because again, like you said, TK, the Democrats are controlling the narrative. And in fact, our own government is doesn't want the truth to come out because it may mm. expose exactly what really happened that we are all suspicious of. And we all have our own beliefs about what happened that day. You included, I'm sure. Listen, first of all, I want to tell you, thanks so much for taking the extra time. I know we ran over. I know you had a tough day today from what you were letting me know there a little earlier. It sounds like it was one of those running and gunning days. So number days. one, listen, man, thank you so very much. We'd love to have you back on as you, as you, if you, if things move forward or if you have some whistleblowers you end up working with, know that we're a resource for you. We're here. We're going to reach out to some of Trump's people we know, see if we can get you in front of some people to talk to them. I think that's beneficial. Please let me say this to everybody. Go over to his Give, Send, Go, whatever you can afford to do. Send him a couple of bucks. Help him out. Obviously, he's got a little bit of a shortfall. It'd be great if we could fill it, and it's our way of thanking somebody like him. Go to his Twitter. At least follow him. Share. Look for more truth coming out. I mean, I'm sure you're going to be you're going to have more information come to you as more insiders kind of let you know what was going on. Uh, and don't forget to follow the Big Mig. Obviously, we need you over on Rumble. We need you on YouTube. We need you on the Big Mig Show on Twitter on Lance Miliacho on Twitter and G Valentine on Twitter. George, take us out with your last words, buddy. Listen, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening in, tuning in, supporting us and sharing this. Um, TK, I want to thank you so much for coming on. You're, you're a man that leads by example. And we, there are a lot of men can um, learn a lot from you. God bless you, your family. I hope you stay um, healthy and safe. All of you. And I definitely, we look forward to having you come on. I've gotten a lot of feedback from people right now that have been sending me messages. They, they absolutely love what you had to say, and they support you 100%. So, and, and no, know, together, talking, we're stronger. Um, and um, thank you for having me on, George and Lance. I appreciate it very yeah. much. And tell people to follow my Twitter, because um, I probably told you guys maybe 5% of what I know about what occurred. Um, before, doing after J6, and I'm going to keep going because the truth is going to come out, and I can tell everybody that healing is going to come. Yeah, if you got more guys, anybody that's talking, we want to do a roundtable on here, we could do that too. Yeah, we're happy. Love to have you and Chief Sund on together. I think that would be a really uh, great moment. But listen, God bless you. God bless America. God, country, family, tip of the spear. Liberty means anything at all. It means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Keep up the good work, TK. George, take us out. Love the Big Mig Mafia. Love you guys. Thank you to all our subscribers and listeners. God bless. And don't forget, Monday night, we got Dr. Jan Hopper-Hayes coming on at 7 p.m. That's probably going to be more than an hour or two. Who knows? Huge. But That's going to be a big interview. We're going, to be We're going to be disclosing a lot. This is real insider stuff that's going to be happening. And if you guys watched her previous interviews, you know what I'm talking about. Good night, y'all. Love yous. Thank you, guys. Take care. You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. 
Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented bill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, MyPillow 2.0 has been a huge success. And now we're bringing you our best-selling Go Anywhere MyPillows with the same temperature-regulating technology. Made with my patented adjustable fill and brand-new cooling fabric, they're truly the next generation of MyPillow. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save over 60% on our MyPillow 2.0 4-pack special. You'll get two MyPillows and two Go Anywhere MyPillows Regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now.